baby, listen. Best of believe I can give you what you want and all that you need. Mac and all the ladies, from the fly to the shady. Marquis Diamond, 600 Mercedes. I fly you across the seas in a private jet. Whisper shit in your ear to get your panties wet. Honey, I show you how good life can get. Whining and dining, nonchalant in the finest restaurants. Feed you lobster, cause I'm a true monster. Lame niggas, boy, you lay you down in the Waldorf Astoria. Victoria's Secret, lingerie, I like the freak shit. Dim the lights, sex all through the night King size bed, sat sheets getting right When you out, leave my number by the horn When you wake up in the morn, I'm gone Welcome back to another episode of the Perfect Blend Podcast. That was a little Junior Mafia with some Faith Evans and Aaliyah up in there. Take you home. Shout out to the 90s babies up in here, but... Yeah, um, thank you for tuning in to another episode. I'm so excited to be back. Welcome to my show, The Perfect Blend Podcast. So let's go ahead and get into it. Um, oh, I usually start off with a Yes Queen Award. Um, there's not really anyone. Oh, there's a few people. Okay, so my Yes Queen Award this week is going to be for T.S. Madison. Um, I, I don't know if y'all know who she is. I'm sure we all know who the beautiful T.S. Madison is from Queen's Court. Shout out to you tonight here. And um, she does have her own reality show. So it's really good. It's called the T.S. Madison Experience on WeTV. She has made history with that. She's the first Black trans woman to receive her own reality show starring herself. You get me? So that is definitely a monumental thing for the community and for the girls. And so she gets the Queen Award. Shout out to UTS Madison. I love everything that you do. I have always been a fan. I've been a fan even before everything. You know, I've been a fan when she first picked up that camera, you know, like moons ago. She She's one of the vets in the social media shit. So shout out to UTS Madison. Um, who else gets a Yes Queen Award? Um, I have been so busy. And I've been trying. Oh, sweetie. I'm going to give Yes Queen Awards to sweetie. And it's not just because of what she's dealing with right now. We're going to talk about that, y'all. Because y'all know that that broke this past week. Um, sweetie, the situation with Sweetie and Quavo. But I'll get to that in, in a moment. But um, she recently got um, her publishing extended. So she signed to, she signed to Warner Music Group and uh, she got her publishing deal extended, which is a big thing for her. Let me just, before I butcher the name, child, I don't want to mess up the deal. So yeah, so basically she signed to Warner Music Group and um, her publishing is done through Warner Chappelle so they basically extended all of her publishing because she has had several hit records, as you all know, such as My Type, Pretty Bitch Freestyle, um, Icy Girl, 
uh, Back to the Streets is her latest one, Tap In. So baby girl, his, oh, and also best friend featuring Doja Cat, you know? So she's definitely been killing and doing her thing um, with her music, you know? She's been giving you hit after hit after hit. Honestly, I'm ready for an album from her, though, because she just keeps dropping these fire singles and EPs, and I'm like, I need an album. Where's the album? Because you have a lot of potential. So shout out to you, sweetie. You get a Yes Queen Award. And I know some people think she can't rap. But here's my thing. Everyone's music is not for everybody, right? And I feel like, especially with female rappers, people have like these, these um, you know, expectations of what they want to see in female rappers. They're tired of seeing the same thing. I get it. But there's so many um, choices to choose from when it comes to female rap, you know? And if you all want the more conscious stuff, you could go support girls like Rhapsody and, you know, um, Jean Grey, et cetera, you know, if you really want to take it back, you know, there are so many different girls. And, you know, um, I think some music is supposed to be fun, right? You know, we're we're not saying she's like, <laughs> you know, a lyricist or like, you know, just, and I'm not trying to shade her. I, I like Sweetie, I fuck with Sweetie. Um, but what I'm saying is like, I think that there's room for everyone in hip hop. I think there's room for the fun music. I think that there's room for the ratchet shit. I think it's, it's room for the vibey music, sort of like a Coyle Ray, who I just, um, I started checking her out. I've heard of her, but I, I never took the time to really like check her out. And over the weekend, I was checking out Coyle Ray, you know, and I feel like here's my thing. These male artists, they can get out here and, and sell platinum records and not rap about jack shit and not have any talent at all and not have any type of, um, differences about them. I think all of the male rappers actually sound the same. I don't really think a lot of them, you know, have a lot of variety. Some of them are popping though, but you know, um, I think that, I think male rappers kind of get to just be themselves and not really have these super, super high expectations. And then when girls come up, it's like, oh, all they rap about is they coochie and how pretty they are and how good their their twat is or whatever. Yes, I said twat. <laughs> how how good their, their cootie cat is, you know, and how pretty they are. But I'm just like, why not? Shit, let's have fun. Guys complain too fucking much. Just don't listen to it if you don't fucking like it. Shut up. Jesus. It's just always someone fucking complaining. Anyways, shout out to you, sweetie. Um, keep making fun music like Tap In and Best Friend. Her music is fucking fun. And she knows her niche and she knows where she fits in. And I'm I'm I like how she rocks her shit. And you know, compare in comparison to where she started as a rapper, I think she's grown as well. I took a sip of water there, excuse me. But I think she's grown. And um I fuck with sweetie. I like her. Um anyway, shout out to you, sweetie. Who else? Um who gets a Yes King Award? I'm going to give it to DMX. I know y'all probably heard what happened, but DMX is currently in um, the hospital right now in critical condition. He is on life support. He is in a vegetative state, which has been reported today. And um, his family flew out to New York. He's in a hospital in New York City. So on Friday night of last week, he collapsed in his home due to a drug overdose. And... Um, it's, it's not looking good, y'all. You know, the story dropped Saturday morning. And um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. You know, DMX is definitely, you know, a legend. And <laughs> we we all know his hits. I was, the song that I was going to choose today to open up today's episode was actually going to be Back in One Piece for the Romeo Must Die soundtrack that he did with Aaliyah. So I was going to open up with that. And I recorded it a few times and I did not like how it came out. So I just chose to do this record with Junior Mafia. Featuring uh, Aaliyah. 
And I, I don't know if y'all heard in that record, Faith Evans is in the background, okay? So let's give shout out to Faith. But um, yeah, but DMX is, um, yeah, he's on life support. And that's actually what's going to be my first story. So, yeah, that's the perfect segue. So those are my Yes, Queen and Yes, King awards for the week. But yeah, DMX is currently in a vegetative vegetative state. And as you all know, um, you know, his drug addiction has, has been something that he has dealt with his entire career. And he's been pretty public about it. You know, that has never been something that he's necessarily, you know, shied away from, right? So... Yeah, it's it's not looking good. You know, so prayers to DMX tonight. And, you know, it's just crazy because not only are celebrities and, you know, people in the industry passing and things of that nature, but everyday people are also passing as well. So the times, um, he didn't pass yet, I'm sorry. But, you know, not only are celebrities having these difficulties, everyday people are. And, you know, the times that we're living in is, is crazy. You know, like in my last episode, I shared that, you know, a friend of mine passed away. And um, it's it's crazy, y'all. Like it's, it's these times are just so chaotic, and you know, yes, death happens every single day, you know. But it and and the current you know time period that we're in, it just seems like it's like hit after hit after hit after hit after hit, bad news after bad news after bad news after bad news. I'm at a point where I'm just like, how am I still standing, you know? But somehow I am still going, and I am blessed to be here tonight, and I'm blessed to have the ability to give you a show and content. So speaking of my friend, like I told you all, I will be doing a dedication episode two daily. Um, and I will be inviting on um, actually a listener of, of my podcast and also his best friend, one of his very, very best friends. Um, she will be coming on the show. So we will be recording sometime this upcoming weekend. So I'm really looking forward to that. And um yeah, so she'll be joining my show. We're going to do an episode in dedication of Daily. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to record that with her. And I'm going to check in with y'all. My past week was chill. You know, I just, I worked and um, just got through, you know, just keeping my head down, trying to stay in good spirits as best as I can, you know, trying to just keep it moving. You know, I'm, I'm a person where um, I believe in movement, you know, I believe in moving on. I believe in um, keeping it moving, right? Not saying that I'm moving on. I'm allowing myself to grieve, right? But what I'm saying is that we all grieve differently. And I think how I grieve is I have to keep myself busy, you know, because um, if I sit in one place, I'm going to I'm gonna fall into a dark place. You get me? So it's important for me to, to allow myself to have those moments to feel right, because those those moments are valid. Those moments are hella valid. And yeah, you know, but I, I also had a good weekend. You know, I went out with some friends. I dressed up all sexy and shit, had my girls out, you know, saying we hit the town and stuff like that. And, you know, it was nice to to get out and just feel the sun and, and feel and feel confident and feel beautiful and feel sexy and feel gorgeous and feel radiant. I had this I had this nice little tan bodysuit on y'all and it was it was hot. My little girls were sitting out. I had my little fashion over jeans on. And the jeans that I had there were these cute high waist jeans. They actually were not fashion over y'all. I found them at the alley in DTLA, okay? I found them there, and they were $10 cheaper than Fashion Nova, so check it the fuck out, because Fashion Nova is too fucking expensive. Yes, Fashion Nova gets the plugs from all the hoes on Instagram and all the celebs and shit like that, but it's cheap-ass material, 
It's stretch clothes. They have cute shit, though. They have very, very fashionable stuff. They have cute, fast... You know, we call fashion over, like, fast fashion, right? Like a Forever 21, an H&M, and all that shit. That's fast fashion. You could get those clothes any fucking wear. It's the same shit, same vendors, you know, same material. Although I, I do love Fashion Nova. Um, but I, you know, I'm a girl who's trying to save a little bit, you know. So I was like, let me go downtown and see if they got the same thing. Because I know somebody else got these stretch jeans, y'all. Because I live for a sickening stretch jean. You know, because um, it's funny because I, how I've been dressing lately, I've been more um, comfortable with showing my figure. I think I would shy away from that a little bit in the past. Like, I would show my figure here and there. But a lot of people think I am actually bigger than what I look, right? Because I wear, I, I tend to wear like these big shirts and like these really, really tight pants. So how I noticed that my wardrobe, I wear a lot of crop tops with high-waist skinny jeans, or I wear like big shirts with just regular jeans or, or high-waist skinny jeans. I wear like these big flowy shirts to kind of take away from my chest. But it's funny because I actually have a nice little body up under here. And everyone has been saying, oh my God, have you lost weight? And I, I don't think I have lost weight. I think that I just kind of hide my body a little bit. I kind of cover up a little bit. But lately I've been also just kind of, you know, showing a little bit of more skin, you know, and you know, just kind of showing off my silhouette and, you know, just feeling really confident and kind of sitting in that, you know? So, um, yeah, I had fun on Saturday. Sunday, what did I do? I hung out with another friend of mine. We had a cute little picnic. Um, you know, we had some Jamaican food and we was just like driving around chilling and we just had a good laid back day, you know? So I try to do things like that because, you know, work life can become very, Hectic sometimes, you know, so it's important to um, have those moments of self-care. Also being alone, you know, like when I came home on Saturday, I was just chilling by myself, you know, sleeping and resting and just relaxing, you know, and having that moment of peace and solace. So I share that with you tonight here on The Perfect Blend, you know, take those moments of, of peace for yourself, you know, especially if you are a busy bee. You know, it's important to sit your ass down. It's important to go sit down on the couch or sit in your bed and just sit for a second, you know? Drink water, eat fruit. Like, I had mango. I, I bought my... It's so funny because when I went shopping, I bought myself a cup of little... You know, the, the street fruit and stuff, like, that the... um You know, that they be selling on the street, like, with the elote and the corn and shit. I bought, like, some chili, chili mango, and it was so good. It was so good. It was so juicy, and I had my little chili on a little candy and stuff on it. The, I mean, what is it called? Tahin? Lucas? Oh, Lord. That's old school. I feel like I'm telling <laughs> But, you know, I had the, um, the, yeah, the chili on it, you know. So that was really good. And um, I was like, dang, I don't really eat fruit like that. I got to start eating fruit again. I got to start eating fruit and veggies because I just be eating. I usually eat vegetables. But anyways, that's beside the point. Welcome to the show. That's my quick little check-in. Make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I recently got a, um, a few Twitter followers because someone tweeted on, last week was the trans day of visibility, right? And this one guy who I follow by the name of Donna White, um, he works for United Colors, I think, or Colors United. It's like this LGBT organization based in uh, on the East Coast, I believe, in D.C. or New York. But I follow him on Twitter, and it's funny because... Um, I didn't realize he was the program coordinator at that particular organization. Um, and where I work, a part of our diversity training is that we have to take one of their training courses. So I, it was so funny because I was like, oh, I took this course for a job. And I actually follow this dude on Twitter. Anyways, 
he tweeted talking about, you know, who's a trans person or non-binary person that I can follow and kind of highlight today. And another person in the community who's really doing her thing in the trans community, her name is Diamond Styles. She is funny because she she promoted herself and she was like, hey, check me out. I have a podcast, you know, hit us a sub, you know. So I saw her and I was like, well, shit, let me get that plug too. So I was like, you know, you can support me. I have my podcast, the Perfect Men podcast. You know, I support everybody. So I would love some love back. You know, I'm always giving my shout outs, although, you know, I'm, I don't have that big of a platform yet, but I do have a, a podcast with my small little, you know, niche of listeners who do support me. You know, we're currently at 2,000 plays of the podcast, so somebody is listening, okay? So you, we all start somewhere, you know, 2K. That's that's all me, you know, with, with no push or nothing like that. You get me? So that's all y'all. Anyways, um, yeah, I basically was like, hey, check out my podcast, you know. I, you know, I would appreciate the love. I'm just out here, you know, trying to grow and stuff like that as a podcaster, et cetera. This is my third year doing this, yada, yada, yada. So he followed me and he retweeted my podcast. So that was really sweet of him. So thank you, Mr. Donna White, for that, or Dana White. It's His name is D-A-N-A. So Dana or Donna. But um, thank you, sir, for that particular, um, actually, his pronouns are they, them. I apologize. So thank you, Dana, for the the love and the support with that and and also following me and then when he followed me like I think 20 other people followed me so I was like oh that's cute like thank you because I literally have like 68 followers on Twitter so I'm still building my Twitter I'm I, I try to tweet more you know I try to be more interactive and stuff I know I'm a lot stronger on Instagram Instagram is where a lot of my audience kind of comes from is Instagram solely because I'm I love Instagram like Instagram is lit so Anyways, that's some quick little check-ins. Let's get right to these celebrity topics. I kind of want to try to make this episode short because I'm a little sleepy. So, Sweetie and Quavo. So, over the past week, I believe it was around last Tuesday, last Wednesday, right at at the top of the week, TMZ broke a story and it was some footage of uh, Sweetie and Quavo having a physical altercation in an elevator at an apartment that she's running out here in LA. And, um... In the video, the first clip, you know how the blogs are. They want to they wanna keep everyone on the edge of their seat. So the, one of the dumbass blogs, let me not call them dumb, I'm sorry. One of the blogs, the Neighborhood Talk, picked up the TMZ clip and they posted like a, like a three-minute clip. And I'm like, why would you guys post that? Post the full damn thing. But, you know, they posted like, like a three-second, sorry, a three-second clip of the altercation. And basically the first part that we saw was Sweetie swinging at Quavo, right? <clears throat> and they were like at the, they were at the, opening of the elevator like at the doors and you see her kind of swinging at it and I'm like oh damn and the, it's just like a it's like a looped clip right so it plays over and over again and then the blog is like go to this other page to watch and I'm like oh this is so stupid just post the full fucking thing anyways so <laughs> so I go to the other the other video and basically um Quavo's like grabbing sweetie so after she swings at him he like grabs her and he kind of like pushes her. They're like, he's kind of pushing her into the elevator and they're both struggling over a box. It's like this orange Call of Duty box. I'm not laughing at him hitting her or I'm sorry, him pushing her. But it was like this orange box that they were kind of fighting over. So he pushes her in the elevator and he snatches the box and she like falls to the floor. And it's all, you know, it's, it's crazy, right? And then 
you know, when the story broke, I was like, damn, like they just announced that they broke up. And I know I didn't talk about this in my last episode, but a week prior to this, two weeks ago, Sweetie announced that her and uh, Quavo were breaking up and how she's single and how, you know, there's a lot that she has held in and she won't allow the false narratives about her to kind of, kind of keep being spread. You know, she was just like, you know, there's a lot that has happened to me behind the scenes that I don't talk about, but, you know, just know that I'm single and I'm moving on and I just want to do this for my, for my peace of mind. You know, she tweeted something around those lines, you know, I just want to do this for my peace of mind and I feel so free now and I just want to enjoy my life, you know? And then Quavo responded and he was just saying how he was disappointed in her and he never thought she would act like this. And, you know, he was kind of gaslighting her. Like, you know, I never thought you would act like this. I don't know who you are. You know, you know how, you know how motherfuckers are. So <laughs> I wanted to say niggas child. Fucking let's say it. <laughs> Anyways, no, but um, you know how they are. So he's gaslighting her, like, oh, I never thought you would be this way, yada, yada, yada. So they're going back and forth on Twitter. She just says, take care, in the words of Drake, right? She was just like, take care, you know, deuces. And um, yeah, he, he released another statement stating that, you know, basically lies are being told on him and, you know, but all these motherfuckers cheat and let's not act like the Migos don't have, a, you know, a track record of being problematic and things of that nature. So I will say I'm sad though, because I really like Sweetie and Quavo together. I really did. It was nice to see a rapper kind of calm down. And Quavo, he seemed kind of calm around Sweetie. You know what I'm saying? Before all this drama came out to the public, you know, um, he seemed really calm around her. He seemed very, like, chill and laid back. And it's nice to just see, like, a rapper not be so rah, rah, rah all the time and just kind of relax, you know, and be a regular person and just vibe, you know, and treat a woman a certain way, you know, treat her good and stuff like that. So that's the impression we all had. But, of course, you know, these people are human. Shit happens. Everybody has conflict, you know. Y'all know where I stand. I fuck with Sweetie, you know, but I know I was talking to some some friends about it and not only just friends, but, you know, kind of chatting with people on social media about it. And people were just like, oh, well, all he did was push her. He did not hit her. You know, she swung on him. All he did was push her, you know. So people felt different ways. Some people were on Quavo's side. Some people were on Sweetie's side, you know, but it's just interesting. Me and um, Daly's best friend, who's going to come on, me and her actually talked about it on the phone. And she was like, it's just, it's crazy how like domestic violence is so normalized. Like you just kind of see how, you know, black women get treated when things like this happen. Like how Rihanna was treated, how Megan Thee Stallion was treated when she got shot. You know, you just see how different black women are kind of dealt with in the public eye. You get me? Um, when when things happen, when they're when they're going through these situations with guys, you know, and just because he pushed Sweetie doesn't mean that it was right. Doesn't mean that it's not abuse, right? You know, oftentimes, what we fail to realize is that abuse can start verbally. It could start with someone pushing you. You know, a lot of men, and I'm not saying that Quavo is a abuser, but what I'm saying is that how how abusers kind of test it out is they want to they want to test their limits, right? They want to see how far they can go initially. They'll probably call you a bitch or call you out your name and, you know, totally demean you verbally and then probably shove you or, you know, grab your wrist or something or put your wrist behind your arm or, you know, intimidate you, things like that, gaslighting, you know, all these different things before they actually, like, start hitting you. It's, it's usually, like, a buildup to that, you know. But, you know, hopefully Sweetie wasn't being beat. You know, hopefully it was just, like, them shoving each other and kind of being caught up in the heat, you know, of, of a fight, I guess, but, or, or argument and, you know, 
I don't know. I, all I know is that he shouldn't be putting his hands on her. And also, too, you know, she shouldn't put her, her hands on him as well. Uh, you know, a lot of people are going in on me. Oh, you know, that's not fair. She swung at him, girl. And I was just like, shut up. You know, why he didn't have to throw her in the fucking elevator? The girl fell to the floor. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like when a girl hits a guy, I, you know, just run. Don't hit her back. Shit. I remember. Okay. I'm not going to tell this story. People are going to judge me. Okay, when I was growing up, I had a fight with a girl, right? Of course, this was pre-transition, right? Um, This girl, she, like, hit me. But see, I was a play fighter. I play fight. I would play fight a lot. And I play too much sometimes, so. But I was a kid. Anyways, this girl who was, like, cool, I was cool with or whatever, like, we were play fighting or whatever. But she got, like, really mad. <laughs> And um, I wasn't like hitting her or anything, but I think I was like taunting her, but in like a playful way, not like like in a teasing way, not like in a, oh, I really want to fight. But I was just playfully like picking at her or whatever. But she was really upset, right? So she like hit me and she was like, oh no, like I really want to fight. And I was like, oh no, I'm just joking. Like I'm playing. <laughs> and she was like, no, I really want to fuck you up. Like you can catch the fate, like let's fight. And mind you, we were like in the sixth grade, I think. I think we we're in the sixth or seventh grade. So... Anyways, she fucking punched me in the back of my head, y'all. <laughs> and I started running because, you know, the whole thing was like, oh, don't hit girls. So I fucking started running because I was like, oh, I can't fucking hit her. Like, if I hit her, I'm going to win. So, like, <laughs> she punched me in the back of my head. So I took off running because I didn't want to hit her. I did not want to hit her. So she punched me in the back of my head. I took off running because I was like, oh, my God, I can't hit you. So I just ran away because I was like, okay, if I hit her, people going to think, like, I'm over here beating up on girls and stuff. So... <laughs> Mind you, I did feel like a girl, you know, but that still don't matter. You know, back then I didn't have the words for that, you know. Anyways, so I run and I remember I ran through the choir class. So we were outside like in the grass area. So my ass run, I run away from her and I run down like the hallway and I run, I literally run into the choir class. So the choir teacher is in the middle of choir singing and stuff. And they're, and everyone's looking at me like, what the fuck is going on? Like all the other kids are in the class. My ass run through the class and I'm like running behind the fucking pews in the choir class and the girls chasing me around the class and I'm trying to hide behind people. Everybody was laughing at me. So I ran back outside because I didn't know where to go because she kept chasing me. I was like, I really don't want to fight. Like I was joking with you, girl. <laughs> Anyways. She chased me outside and I gave up and I stood there and then we just started fighting and then we just started fist fighting each other. And she like, it was bad. We just started going at it. So, cause she wouldn't leave me alone. So I was like, okay, bitch, we just gonna fight. So we started fighting <laughs> and, <laughs> and she got me real good. Like, I think she busted my lip. Yeah. She like busted my lip. We were going at it. Like I was fighting her back though. I, we got, we both got some hits and she could fight. Oh, that girl gave me a run for my money, child. I still got my hits in too though. And we both got suspended. So don't fight, y'all. So either way, I share that story to say. <laughs> Although that wasn't like, you know, adults putting their hands on each other, right? That was just, you know, a stupid example. But nobody should be putting their hands on each other. That's like the PC thing to say, you know. But at the end of the day, I'm team sweetie. Quavo, you're a dog-ass motherfucker. And you should not be fucking throwing her in the fucking elevator acting like you're fucking crazy. Next topic. Um... Chet Hanks and Kiana. Speaking of domestic violence, y'all know Chet Hanks is Tom Hanks' um, son. Um, recently, I want to make sure I'm still recording. But last week as well, 
Chet Hanks, he went on social media. He posted a video of him exposing his girlfriend, Kiana. And this also broke with us. This also was a story that was broken by TMZ. But basically, um, in the video, Kiana was like trying to leave. And Chet, Chet Hanks and her were arguing and he wouldn't let her leave. And there were some words that were exchanged. And basically, she cut him in the face with an object. It was either a pair of scissors or a knife. And he had like a bloody face. But um, once that particular video was leaked, because it was her and him arguing in, in their apartment. And then out of nowhere, you see them kind of scuffling, but you can't see what's happening. And then he flashes the camera and it's like blood, you know, his face is cut open, you know. So he literally leaked the video. I believe he leaked the video because somehow CMZ got it, right? So I guess he probably beat her to the punch. You get me? Because he knew that she would leak the video. Um, cause one of them were recording this argument on their phone. I believe it was him who was actually recording the argument because she was already going back and forth to court filing, you know, the restraining orders and so forth. And basically telling the authorities that he was hitting her. You get me? So they were having this on ongoing physical thing. Right. So Chet Hanks, you know, Chet Hanks was normally praised on the black blogs, you know, you know, the black blogs, you know, we run this shit. Okay. Y'all, y'all motherfuckers wouldn't have shit to do on social media if it wasn't for neighborhoods, walk and shade room and TMZ and all these different things, right? Although TMZ is not, not exclusively black, but what I'm saying is that <laughs> Chet Hanks on, on the, on the black urban blogs, he's often praised for being this really, really attractive white guy, right? Who's hood as fuck. He fine as fuck. He is a little problematic though, because he often like, you know, he'll have like this fake Jamaican accent and shit like that. And, you know, um, you know, he's, but it's just him having fun. Like, I don't take it as him being problematic. I just think he loved black woman child and he loved black culture child. And <laughs> he likes, you know, he likes chocolate girls. You feel me? So he be, he be being a mess anyways, but he's often praised for his good looks and his charm and him being down with the, with the swirl. Okay. Being down with the get down, loving black flow, loving black folks and loving black girls. Okay. That's his thing. He's always with a black woman and he like Jamaican girls too. This is like his third Jamaican girlfriend job. So, you know, it's always some shit going down in Chet Hanks life, but you know, he, he's really, he's fine as hell. He's a very attractive man, you know? And, you know, for me, I typically don't, don't like, um, Caucasian men, but <laughs> he's the one that I'll definitely slide my number to. Okay. Not if he hit me though. I, you know, I can't take no domestic. Everybody is hitting each other. Damn. I'm just like everybody is fucking whipping each other ass. Anybody got time for that? Anyways, um, yeah. Back to Chad Hanks. So y'all have to get it together because obviously, here's my thing about domestic stuff. When we look at Sweetie and we look at Chad Hanks, my whole thing is this. I think a rule for me is that if we are hitting each other, we got to break up. Like, if you make me that mad where I want to actually put hands on you, we got to go. We got to break up. Like, there's no reason for us to be together anymore. When it when it comes to you snatching me up by my neck and trying to throw a bitch against the wall and me snatching you up by your neck and trying to punch you out outside, you know, chasing you down the street, all of that wild, toxic, who wants to sign up for that? I just, I feel like it's a thing of, like, just let people go, you know? And in her report, and one of her, I think in her police report, she was stating how basically he would he wouldn't let her leave their apartment. You know, she wanted to go and he wouldn't let her leave, you know. So 
Fellas, when a chick is trying to go, don't block her. Just let her go, okay? Look, just y'all got to let that go. You know, this whole putting their hands on each other and stuff, or putting our hands on each other, we just really have to go to therapy. Shit, work it out, you know, before it becomes physical. And when it does get physical, let it go. But I know it's not that easy. I know it's just easy for me to sit up here and say that, but... Domestic violence is actually quite common. A lot of people be whipping up on each other and stuff like that. But I, like I said, for me, if you put your hands on me, it's time to fucking go. Nobody got time for that shit. Next story. Um, Kendall Jenner. So last week, Kendall Jenner, um, she received threats from a 24-year-old man who said that he was going to kill her and then kill himself. So, um, and she currently stays in Beverly Hills. Yes, she currently stays in Beverly, or she has a home or some type of residence in Beverly Hills. And basically, Kendall Jenner recently has been receiving a lot of threats, but authorities tapped her on the shoulder and notified her that that specifically a 24-year-old man uh, threatened to take her life and then killed himself. He was saying how it's his goal to hurt her and harm her. And the reason why she was alarmed is because um, she's been having a lot of people come onto her property. And uh, like, for example, she had one incident where somebody was swimming naked in her pool, you know, on her property, like literally, you know, what is that called? Scoop, not scuba diving, skinny dipping, skinny dipping in her goddamn pool. And um, <laughs> I was like, not scuba diving, <laughs> skinny dipping in her pool, naked child at two o'clock in the morning. And she has to call the authorities. And then um, she had another situation where, um, someone broke into her home, but luckily she wasn't there. So a lot of people are going on to this lady's property. They know where she stays. Now, here's the thing about these celebrities. A lot of them live in LA. A lot of them live in the Hollywood Hills, Beverly Hills, and so forth, right? They're very accessible. They're not that far away. <laughs> and I think what these celebrities fail to realize is that, um, yeah, you live in a certain area, but a lot of those areas you know, are not not necessarily gated, right? You know, a lot of them are very in the open. I mean, yes, it's a protected neighborhood and you have the, you have the police department and stuff like that, but a lot of y'all houses ain't got no goddamn fences and protections and stuff like that. And I know white people love to have, you know, they don't like to have blinds and stuff in their house and, you know, fucking curtains and shit like that. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I get that when you're wealthy, you don't want to live in fear. You want to be comfortable and stuff like that. But you know, I'm like, Kendall, move to Calabasas. I know you want to be closer to West Hollywood and stuff. You want to be closer to LA. You're a young girl. You don't want to be so far in the valley due to traffic. You get me? You have the coin, you know, but I'm just like, this is her. They said that this Beverly Hills place, this is like her third time moving because she has dealt with this in the in the last like two to three years where people have been stalking her in particular and finding out where she lives. So Kendall, you know, just protect yourself. You know, um, you're you're extremely famous. And, you know, a lot of y'all Kardashians, y'all be fucking posting your every move and people know where you are, people watch. And I just think in, in, in this time period, it's kind of hard to hide, you know? But, you know, their whole brand is about giving everyone an insight look into their life. Everyone is so fascinated with the riches that they have and the things that they do and the activities they do and that, that they do and how much fun they have. So, Kendall, just be safe, you know? And honestly, I think she should go somewhere else that's not so central. I think she could still be 
in Cali being in Southern California, you know, the weather's good and stuff like that. Everyone likes living here, but she just has to figure out how to lay low a little bit better. You know, it's just crazy that a lot of people are saying that they want to hurt her. I'm like, poor Kendall. She don't do nothing to nobody. I feel like out of all the Kardashians, she's one of the least problematic, probably the least problematic, problematic ones to me. Um, Although I love, you know, I love the Kardashians, you know, despite some of the things that they do. Um, <laughs> but um, Kendall, stay safe, girl, okay? And stop trusting every goddamn body. Stop sharing all your business every damn where, okay? Not saying that she deserves this, but mm, next topic, 21 Savage and Mulatto. So rappers 21 Savage and Mulatto are basically hinting at dating each other. So a few months ago, both of them posted some pictures of them in Miami on vacation. I believe it was Miami or Puerto Rico. No, no, no. It was Miami or um, I think it was Puerto Rico. Anyways, they both were in the same location, right? You see how sometimes people, they'll post stuff on their story and they'll post literally like the exact same location and, and the same type of photo or the same house or the same scenery. And they, they be thinking that fans are not going to catch on. But honestly, I think a lot of them do that on purpose for PR. I think they do it to kind of get, get people to talk you know, to be in the blogs, to remain relevant and things of that nature. And, you know, 21 Savage, he his last relationship was with uh, our, our, our good sis, Amber Rose. And, <laughs> you know, Amber Rose, her beautiful bald-headed ass, oh, she's so fine. Amber Rose is gorgeous and she looks like she smells good. Um, <laughs> She's so beautiful and just voluptuous. I like Amber. Amber is a good one. Mm-hmm. I like Amber Rose. Um, <clears throat> that was like his last relationship. And he was like really hurt about her. You know, I, they were really in it with each other. You know, like he was really, he really loved him some Amber Rose. But um, that was his last like public relationship, which was like a good three to four years ago. You know, Amber has moved on. She has a new man. She has a new baby. You know, she's definitely living her best life chilling, you know. And 21 Savage has moved on. You know, he dissed the fuck out of her on his last album. And <laughs> which I did like that album, by the way. And um, <clears throat> yeah, so now there's rumors that him and Mulatto are dating. And basically Mulatto was asked about um, 21 Savage in one of her interviews that she did, you know, promoting her beatbox freestyle and her new music. And basically one of the interviews was like, hey, you know, what's going on in your love life? You know, like, are you in 21 a thing? And she was like, no, he's just my friend. Like, that's my best friend. So basically, she's hinting at it, you guys. I mean, girls say, these girls say that all the time. Like, oh, he's just a good friend. He's a friend of mine, baby. That's your boo. Okay, we get it. I love the PR. I think it's great for both of you. You know, both of you are great rappers. Mulatto was definitely doing her thing. Now, I know her name is problematic. You know, everyone is like, oh my God, she's colorist. Why, why would she choose a rapper named Mulatto? Like, why, why would her rap name be Mulatto? Look, go read think pieces about that. You know, go ahead and do that. Like I said earlier, it's rap music. <laughs> Y'all probably gonna chastise me. This might sound chaotic, okay? I, I do not support colorist ideologies. You know, I'm, I embrace my color, right? But what I'm saying, her, her name is problematic, but I see I see why she chose that name. Because um, it's shock value, it's controversial, right? And she does play into that whole light skin thing. Is it problematic? Yes, it is. But um, she repeatedly always says how she's not truly that way. You get me? It's just more so a name for the act, I guess. But, you know, here's where we have to challenge ourselves, Mulatto. So 
she is working on changing her name to Big Lotto because that's that's another you know alias that she goes under or moniker that she goes under in her songs. Big Lotto. Okay. Anyways, I fucking like her. She's from Atlanta, and I like her. I like I like Mulatto. Okay. And yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, I think it's cute that they could potentially be an item. I think it's a good look. Speaking of being cute, Megan Thee Stallion and Party are dating. I know this already broke like two months ago, but Partisan is a rapper from New York. So, you know, so see the H-Town hottie, aka the lead hot girl, aka Sugar, aka Tina Snow, shout out to you, Megan Thee Stallion, um, date Partisan. It's so cute because it's, you know, it's the H-Town and the New York link up, Okay. And we like that here at the Perfect Blend, you know. Take me to the south, and then take me to the east coast. Show me, show me where, show me how it really goes down. Okay. Anyways, Partisan and uh, Megan Thee Stallion, they were seen on a yacht this past week, kissing on each other, and also to Partisan was on Instagram Live, and he was like, "All of y'all so worried about Megan." Why y'all worried about her? Y'all think I'm going to interrupt the hot girl summer or whatever? He was like, I ain't going to interrupt the hot girl summer. And then she sent out some tweets talking about, you know, it's still hot girl summer, but just know that he going to pick me up after. <laughs> so it's really cute to see them all over each other. I like to see an Aquarian. You know, Megan Thee Stallion is an Aquarius. So, you know, to see our good Aquarian sis in love, I love it. And honestly, I think that she needs somebody to love up on her. The girl has been through a lot. You know, um, especially with last year, you know, the way that, you know, who did her was just out of fucking line. Let's look at Partisan Zodiac sign and see what his... Oh, he's a Capricorn. Oh, a Capricorn and an Aquarius. Hmm. That's an interesting combination. Fun fact. <laughs> Someone I used to talk to was a Capricorn and it did not work out. And I'm an Aquarius, Okay. And that motherfucker was a dickhead. Yes, I'm going to say it. He was very secretive, and that's why it did not work out. And I believe he was talking to other people. And he also told me that he treats me like shit because I'm, I'm a trans girl. So that definitely was a no-no for me. And, you know, anywho, you know, not all relationships are the same. I get that. But it's nice to see a Capricorn and an Aquarius date each other. And we have to remember on our Zodiac charts, y'all, we have a lot of different signs running in our in our astrological birth chart, okay? So anyway, shout out to you, Megan Thee Stallion and Partisan Fontaine. Next topic. Um, Jocelyn Hernandez versus Faith Evans. So <laughs> Faith Evans did a TV special called, a TV show, it's like a special show that came out called Behind, it's called, ooh, Sorry about that. It's called Behind Every Man. And basically, she was talking about her relationship with CVJ and how initially, you know, when CVJ was kind of in the thick of his love and hip hop Atlanta days, um, and he was still kind of messing around with Jocelyn, he and her were kind of talking. But since he was still heavily involved with Jocelyn, she would kind of fall back. And she just admitted that. And that was in the past. That's not currently, right? But Jocelyn, of course, caught wind of it and started... <laughs> And started going in on Faith Evans and just really ripping her to shreds. Um, and she said a lot of problematic stuff, but she she took to her Instagram page and she literally lit Faith Evans a new one. She was saying all types of stuff. She let, let's read the quote according to lefbyscott.com. She put these old this old bitch needs to keep the bricks out her way. Ooh. I ain't been with that man in four years. I'm happily with Ballistic Beats. Every time my TV show's about to drop, this wore down, melted, B-I-T-C-H, got something to say to stay relevant. Oh, Lord Jesus. 
Then she also she also on her Instagram and said, uh, she said, B, you are a hoe. Your own husband told me, and my husband last week, you she she told me he told me, oh, sorry, she put B, you are a hoe. My own husband told me, oh, your own host. Oh, I cannot get this right. Jocelyn, this grammar. She put B, you are a hoe. Your own ho- your own husband told my husband, and last week. You cheated on your husband, okay? And you also cheat with young N-words, and you do that all the time, end quote, okay? And then basically, she just basically also said other things about how she doesn't trust her daughter around Faith Evans and all this stuff. Girl, that Jocelyn, I see why Jocelyn did that. Jocelyn, you know, Jocelyn's looking for her moment. So it's like, of course, if they mention you, take it. I need this moment for relevancy. I need this moment for the blogs, you know? And, and I'm not saying that Jocelyn is irrelevant. That's not what I'm saying. What, what I'm saying is that she kind of has dwindled out of the public eye. We, we haven't really seen Jocelyn kind of be like really, really in her zone since Marriage Boot Camp last year, which was also really, really good. Marriage Boot Camp was great. I think it was last year or the year before. That was a good-ass show for her and her man. And she also has her show on Zeus, but outside of that, she hasn't really had that that big like Jocelyn effect, you get me, like she has had in the past. So I see why she did it, just to kind of go viral on the blogs and have some juicy drama going around. You know, so, but Faith Evans is beyond that. You know, she was just talking about her and Stevie J. And obviously they're in love. You know, he has actually been doing very well by Faith Evans and he sort of changed for her. Okay. You know, so, you know, these that that's, that's, a, that's a story to tell you that these men change for who they want to change for a child. All right. Mm, so I think that's all that I have for the celebrity topics. I really can't think of anything else. Um, I hope that was juicy for you guys. You know, I know that this episode is kind of short, but I wanted to make this kind of shorter. I'm a little tired. I do want to get some rest, but yeah. Um, if I left out anything, you all can always hit me up on the, the good old IG. Send me some stuff that you want to talk about, you know, and also too on my next episode, ooh, on my next episode that I do with, uh, with Daily's best friend, um, aka, I don't know if I should say her name on here. I don't know if she's comfortable with that, but <laughs> his his best friend is going to be coming on here, and, and I told her that I wanted to dig deeper into domestic violence and celebrity culture, you know, because um, me and her were having a good conversation on the phone about the whole Sweetie and Quavo thing, so I did kind of want that to trickle into um, our recording if we do talk about celebrity gossip and stuff, okay? So, that episode might be solely dedicated to our friend with minimal celebrity gossip or no celebrity gossip. So I'm still trying to figure that out, but bear with me. Anyways, um, as I wrap up the show here, I was just thinking about singledom, right? And, you know, being a young woman out here and being single. So singledom, like being single. And oftentimes I see, and this is my last little topic before I go, but I see so many women who are so hungry and so desperate for love, right? Like I see, even me, you know, I I feel that way sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes. And what I want to say is that, oh, I'm over here, Lord. What I wanted to say is that as a woman, we have to figure out a way to be by ourselves, but also like not 
Like, we have to kind of reshape how we look at ourselves being alone. And I know that that's something that's so hard to do, especially if we haven't had the best relationships, right? So I'm not saying that it's not okay to crave relationships and crave love and seek that. But we also have to learn to be alone. We have to learn how to honor that time and obey that time and understand that we can't rush the process. Because I just feel like with everything I see, like for my girls who are single, we often feel like we're not enough and things like that. And we, we blame ourselves. And and this is for all women, even my fems out there. It's like, if you're really out here single and you kind of just doing your own thing, like try your best to not let others influence you. You know what I mean? Like if you are going to have fun and probably be super, you know, like sex positive and do some hooking up and stuff like that, of course be safe, but do it because you want to do it. Don't do these things because you're trying to use that as a way to get a man. You will not get a man by hooking up with somebody. You will not get a man by doing something that you really aren't okay with. You will not get a man by changing your behavior to try to fit the culture that you do not fit into. So if you know that you are not cut out for hookup culture or or talking to a dude, if you know you catch feelings really fast, make sure you just find somebody who's really like on your wavelength, right? And that's something that I struggle with too. Like I'll always be having to kind of like go back to the drawing board and be like, damn bitch, like what are you really doing this for? Like, you know, cause we all are grown here. You know, like we all have had cut buddies and things like that, right? And I've been in situations where um, I probably really, really deep down inside really, really, really wanted a relationship. And then I sit up here and I get with a cut buddy or whatever and, my, and I'm over here trying to project that onto him. And then I'm sitting here heartbroken, you know, because... Of course, he wasn't that he wasn't ready for that because that's not the purpose of him being here, right? He's only here for one purpose, but because I want a relationship so bad, I'm putting myself in these, you know, like crazy situations and causing myself unnecessary pain. You get me? When I could just sit up here and just not do anything at all, right? So I share that to say that if you are going to have fun, do it safely. But learn how to desensitize. I think that that's what the energy is. Like, if you're going to do hookups and stuff, you know, and you're a woman or you're you're a femme or hell, even if you're a gay guy or whatever the fuck you are, everybody can relate to this. Some people tie emotions to sex, right? So if you're going to do these things, make sure that you desensitize yourself. And if if the person who you're sleeping with, if they're trying to get you to get caught up in your emotions just so they can get that from you and still treat you like shit, cut them off. I went through a situation like that with a cut buddy where I was like, look, this is the fucking agreement, okay? But that particular person wanted me to be emotionally available for them and really force it on me. Like they would not take no for an answer. And I was like, but we're not in a relationship. Like I'm not gonna be sitting here talking to you and stuff and checking on you and stuff like that. And I tried my best to explain that to him. But he was so like, no, I want to get to know you. And he kind of like tapped into my emotions that way, right? But he still treated me like dog shit for no reason. And for me, I sat there and I was like, I should have never opened up to you because at the end of the day, you don't want to be my man. So it's like, I'm not going to sit up here and give you, you know, girlfriend treatment and things like that. You get me? Like, yeah, we have chemistry and we have a bond and we have something there, but you and I are not in a relationship. I know exactly what this is. And I know that you're going to leave and I know that you're probably talking to other girls, right? So I already know. And I and I don't, you know, here's my thing. We're grown, okay? What I'm saying is that I, deep down inside, I do want a relationship, right? But I did go through a situation where this particular dude, you know, we just had an understanding. But after me getting hurt by him a few times, I became hardened and I became desensitized. And I was just like, you know, also dickmatized too. 
<laughs> Look, we're just keeping it real hard on the Perfect Blend podcast. But what I'm saying is that truly, truly, I got to a point where I just kind of hardened up. And I was just like, you know what? Look, he's here. I'm single. I could do what the fuck I want to do. I don't owe this nigga shit. He doesn't owe me anything. So, excuse me using the N-word. But, you know, I'm just keeping it real for real. You know, and... Yeah, but he he what he would do is he would argue with me about getting to know me and it was so weird and I felt like that was sort of like a narcissistic thing he was doing. He would kind of gaslight me and make me feel bad for not opening up to him and then when I slowly started to open up to him, he ghosted me and abandoned me. You get me? He but he he would do it in a, a breadcrumbing way, you know? So it fucking happens. And although I tried to be tough, you know, I definitely still got a, a teeny bit hurt. Not too much because he did that before. So I already knew he would do it again, right? But I was just like, you know, I was stupid. But I definitely ended things. He didn't end things. I made sure to end things. And that's just a small example of basically, at the end of the day, if you walk into any situation with someone you're dating, right, just make sure that person is on the same page as you. And also to learn how to be alone, Learn how to enjoy time by yourself. Learn how to ask yourself why you're so hungry for love, why you're so desperate, and learn to respect the process of it. None of us can rush that at all. You genuinely need to enjoy your life and enjoy the ride and stop worrying about a fucking man all the time, okay? I know that all of, all of us as ladies, we, we, be, we be man hungry, we be boy crazy and stuff. I get boy crazy too. But what I'm saying is that once, once that happens, we have to reel it back in and get back to ourselves. You get me? Because at these men out here, not all of them, but most of them don't give a fuck. <laughs> Let's just be honest. That's something that's seen time and time again. And it's not even that they just don't care, but I think a lot of them are not capable of caring, nor do they want to do that. They don't want to be emotionally invested. That's just the culture that we live in now. I think that there are so many distractions. Um, sex is not valued. Relationships are not valued, like I talked about in the past. And, you know, we just have to learn how to seek genuine genuine energy and truth when it's there. And that doesn't mean that that who, who we're talking to, that they're not going to make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes, right? But... You know, it's up to us to determine what's our deal breakers. So go back to the drawing board. Take this time to get to know you. Take this time to get to figure out what your deal breakers are. Take this time to create a cute dating profile and probably chat chat with people here and there. And take this time to pick up your feelings. Shout out to Jasmine Sullivan. All right. And so call these motherfuckers out now. But on our end, there's still work that we can do as as women, as trans women, as cisgender women, you know, as femmes, as gay boys, whatever the fuck you are, non-binary, they, them, they're all y'all, the all every fucking body, right? If you're dating cis men, if you're dating men, it's some bullshit. It's a big old crock of fucking bullshit dating their asses. It's a lot of fucking work. It's exhausting. They waste your fucking time. I'm right there with you, sister. But pick yourself up, pick up your feelings and keep fucking pushing. Don't let one bad apple ruin it for the other apples. Cry, get your emotions out, get the fuck over it and move on. Because best believe these motherfuckers are not crying over you. They're over there putting their ding ding in somebody else's hoo-ha box. Yes, I said that. Hashtag hoo-ha box. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, that's another episode of the Perfect Blend Podcast. This was so fun. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, my next episode will be a dedication episode to my dear friend, Daily Be More, Daily Thoughts, Daily's World my homie, RIP. And I look forward to seeing you guys again. Uh, Make sure to share this episode on Instagram, Twitter, 
Facebook, um, you know, share it in your story, spread the word, show your girl some love, tell people you like my shit, check it out. It takes y'all to help me grow. And um, yeah, just stay tuned for that next episode, all right? Y'all be blessed and have a good week and I will be back very, very, very soon. Yeah.